Hello, OCD family community. I am so glad to see you today at the water cooler. And what a day it is. First off, aren't we nifty? Because we just hit 50, 50 episodes, that is. And time is flying by. Today, I'm publishing from the Golden State, home to those Golden Gates. Because I'm here in San Francisco at the 28th Annual International OCD Conference. I've already bumped elbows with many of my esteemed colleagues and OCD fam. And hey, I can't wait to meet more of you that are attending as well. But I wanted to take a moment to talk imposter syndrome. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Why? Because imposter syndrome, although it isn't technically an official diagnosis, has some pretty hallmark cues that make it peanut butter to OCD's jelly. Now, let me throw out a few disclaimers here first. First, this isn't therapy. No, it's not. And imposter syndrome isn't mutually exclusive to OCD. Translation, just because someone may experience imposter syndrome doesn't mean that they have OCD or vice versa. But I wanted to dive into this chat because I'm here at the conference and I guarantee, guarantee that we'll be having some imposter syndrome kicking in big time. So what is imposter syndrome? Well, I'm going to reference our accomplice-in-chief for many of our health OCD fam, <laughs> WebMD. Very simply stated, Alexandra Benisek states on her February 15, 2022 publication, which I'll know was medically reviewed by Dr. Neha Pathak, that, quote, if you tend to doubt your own skills and accomplishments, despite what others think, you may have imposter syndrome, end quote. Now, that word may, it leaves a lot of room for variability and it doesn't show a causal relationship. So my research fam can back us up that so far, we're not saying a whole lot. But let's let that marinate for a moment in just how we conceptualize OCD, where some people even go as far as just referring to OCD as the doubting disorder. Benisek goes on to describe that, quote, someone who feels they aren't as capable as others think and fear they'll be exposed as a fraud. She then further notes that many psychologists consider this a, quote, serious form of self-doubt, end quote. And comorbidities like anxiety and depression often accompany this condition. Next, Benisek provides a checklist because our compulsions, they love a good checklist. Am I right? I'm kidding. Well, I'm not kidding about compulsion special interests. Mm-hmm. But we are information seeking here for the truth of the matter, not reassurance seeking. I wouldn't do you a dirty like that, fam. But I have to say, reading this felt very akin to some of those blanket lists you can read in like a fashion or a beauty magazine. You know the type. You might be a good lover if dot dot dot. But uh, hey, this is WebMD, right, Healthy Anxiety Peeps? It's medically reviewed, so it's got to be true-ish, right? I would not be citing this from WebMD if I did not think this article had proper research-based facts. So here are the signs and symptoms, all cited directly from the WebDoc itself. Quote, you may have imposter syndrome if you... One, believe that you've fooled others into thinking you're more skilled than you are. Two, 
credit your successes to luck, charm, networking, others' misjudgment, or other things besides your abilities. Or three, notice, quote, in quote, of the quote, (laughs) the imposter cycle, end quote. This happens when you start a task either with intense over-preparation or with procrastination, followed by frantic planning. When you finish the task successfully, you feel accomplished and relieved. And this cycle starts over when a new task comes along and again triggers feelings of anxiety and doubt. End quote. Now, is anyone else here getting like that total classical and operant conditioning vibe from this imposter cycle stuff? (laughs) New fam's gonna be like, what? What is she talking about? New recruit, no worries. I've got you, boo. All of this is to say, when we're learning about OCD, particularly through an ERP, that's an exposure and response prevention lens, this describes a lot of the behavioral learning that occurs for our loved ones or selves when it comes to OCD. It's the first treatment that quenches that I covered here at the water cooler this summer, and there's gaps more info in the earlier full-length episodes of OCD Family Podcasts sprinkled throughout Season 1. Also, there's a lot of great resources like IOCDF and NoCD. And hey, if you're here at the conference, I guarantee you can find yourself a session or two or most to learn more about ERP. We can also conceptualize imposter syndrome through an ICBT lens, because that's how we do it here, fam. ICBT, or inference-based CBT, is the second treatment that quenches, which I also highlighted last month here at the water cooler, and again, throughout season one. Because if our feared possible self procures, what if I'm an imposter, or negligent, or immoral, or my identity, it's not what I thought it was? then it makes sense that we would experience inferential confusion, simply stated that distressing, absorbing possibility that the story is proposing all of these different possible outcomes yields from this place of doubt. And doubt the verb, fam, right? Not the feeling, not anxiety, but doubt. The act, the actual verb, doubting your here and now reality. If you're newer to ICBT or OCD in general, everything I just said probably sounds like word salad, particularly if you're used to examining OCD through an ERP lens. But if you're interested in learning more, feel free to watch the Treatment That Quenches episode from this summer, tune in to any of those full-length episodes in Season 1, head on over to icbt.online to learn more information or where you can find a treatment provider practicing ICBT, Or if you're here at the conference, there's going to be a great session on ICBT from some of our lead experts in the treatment field. Lastly, we can conceptualize imposter syndrome even through a medication support lens. I'm not a doctor, y'all. I'm a therapist. But I'm not your therapist. But I will say, sometimes folks will express concern about taking medication because what if it changes who I am? alters my personality? What if this is how life is supposed to be, and I'm supposed to feel this pain and agonize, and I am just screwing with my own prime directive here, people? Or for sure, there's this one. I don't want to have to be dependent on something to live life, right? No offense to you, water, air, food, shelter. Hmm. Am I a fraud now, or would that person be a fraud? Enter spiral. Again, if this is you or your loved one, talk with your docs. But might I just offer a thought for your consideration? 
What if it's the thought that's the problem, not the pill or the doctor or the therapist or the psychiatrist or the proposed treatment plan? Because if it looks like an intrusive thought and reasons like an obsessional doubt, then maybe it's more of an OCD trick than a medication problem. Or it's totally the, uh, the pill whatevs. <laughs> like I said, though, talk with your doc, the real doc, not the WebMD doc, right? That's not your doctor. So all of this is to say, when we look at the thumbprint of imposter syndrome, there's a whole lot of overlap with OCD. And I know, y'all, I know this is a struggle for so many of our OCD fam because I've sat with these warriors in my sessions. I've learned from their courage, whether as peer advocates, professional advocates, at IOCDF, trainings like this one, or even within my own personal relationships. And so while imposter syndrome doesn't equal OCD, it's definitely a subtype or a theme that shows up fairly regularly. So in closing, for anyone who happens to be at this conference wondering, am I actually qualified to do this training? Whether you're the presenter going, what if I'm a fraud and I talk and my colleagues and attendees, they see all my errors or they challenge them or they're just like so embarrassed for me. And how am I ever going to show my face around this community again? Yeah, presenters, researchers, therapists, doctors. They can have OCD too. Not all do, but some do. Or if you're a professional or a researcher even sitting in on a session, wow, they are explaining this so clearly and I never can explain this so clearly. I'm never going to measure up or be able to help my clients or research the way they do. I'm such a fraud. Whether you're a person attending because you or a loved one has OCD, what if what I'm experiencing isn't really OCD? What if I fooled everyone and myself being here and now I'm just here hearing these talks and meeting people? What will happen when they find out they maybe don't even actually belong or have it? Uh-huh. Look, I see you. The OCD fam, we see you. To the loved ones learning more about family accommodation or how your loved one's brain processes. To the fans sitting there kicking themselves because they love their OCD warriors so much and they're learning how all of their tireless efforts, sometimes for days, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for years, decades even for a few, they were actually just reinforcing OCD's strength. Oh, listen, you're not a failure. You're not a fraud. Thank you for trying to help your loved one so much. And thank you for coming to learn more about how we can fine-tune our responses to help our OCD warriors even more. That's not a failure. You learning, engaging, participating, it's one of the biggest strengths your loved one has. And you, I see you. We see you. To my neurodivergent fam who, whether you're dealing with OCD or not, have likely faced challenges feeling like this world is a place where you can't just fit in. But I'm here to tell you, you're not broken. Our different support needs, they don't devalue or define us. They don't make you a fraud or a phony. They make you a human. So welcome from one human to another. You're not an imposter. You're not a phony. I see you. We see you. And to our listening fam at home, wherever in the world that you might be, whether you can relate all too much 
or are just learning because, wow, this is really interesting and fascinating and I want to learn more. I see you. I really do. With continued downloads, likes, shares, tags, DMs, emails, comments, stories, reels, shorts. I see you. We see you. You know, OCD loves a good what if. So how about we serve it a taste of its own medicine, shall we? What if we're not imposters at all? What if we're just people trying our best to survive and love our fam better? And what if there is hope available that we can not only survive, but thrive? Fam, I've got good news. It's not only possible, it's already happening. And we have boatloads of research, therapists, peer advocates, books, conferences, training sessions, social interest groups, task forces, social media influencers, podcasters, hi, and YouTubers proving that in the here and now. We have OCD and OCD-related warriors. We have family. We have friends, roommates, spouses, partners. We have advocates from the support community, whether it's clergy or teachers. We have you. We have me. We, important to know, we are better together. Ah, well, talk about a refreshment. This water cooler does not disappoint. So, hey, I'll see you around the conference if you're here. Or for those at home or replay fam here, I'll see you later, too. And next week, I'll talk conference recap and highlights with a special summer full-length episode breaking down the memories created with my handsome hubs, Patrick, who is attending the conference too. And I will see you soon, fam.